if things keep hanging on, it may very well be because there are issues from the past that are getting represented and you want to look into that. And if you feel that your present marriage is lacking in some way, focus on that. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss what to do if you or your spouse begins to have feelings about your ex. Also, I want to point out that there is a little audio snafu that lasts about two seconds in the very beginning of this episode. The rest of it sounds great, and so stick with it. I think you'll enjoy it. And with that, on with the show. Have you signed up for our free newsletter yet? Of course you have. You listen to this podcast every week and you hear me constantly talking about how you just have to go to hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link. So I have a new assignment for you. If you could please give us a review on either iTunes or Stitcher, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps us and that we show up higher in the rankings. So go ahead. It takes just a couple seconds, uh, either on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever is your preferred method of listening to this podcast. And thank you so much in advance. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi Karen. Hi Steve. So we have a a pretty interesting topic uh, this week, I think. Um, It it comes back to um, struggling with feelings of letting go of your ex. And, you know, it's not uncommon for people to be on their second or third or who knows how many marriages. Um, Not everyone uh, is married just once. And what that really means is that you loved somebody else before uh, than your current spouse. And so, um, you know, people divorce for a a variety of reasons. Um, But let's say that some of those reasons your spouse your ex seems to have turned things around and they've gotten their life together and Uh now you're having trouble letting go and i'm gonna throw out a big broad question uh of what can you do about that well you know you you got married supposedly because you were in love and you got divorced supposedly because there were problems. So um, one of the things that you can do is to make a list of all the things that were. Uh, you can make two columns of what you you know the re- the fantasy was of what you thought you were getting, and then on the other side what the reality was, so that you can. Um, have a better perspective and not just focus on the positive. A lot of times our psyche whitewashes the, um, the past and tries to make ourselves feel better. And so in order to let go, I, not that I like to focus on the negative, but in this case, you want to put things back in perspective so that you can move on. Yeah, I think we've talked about in the past how we have this amazing ability to um, reinvent events of the past mm-hmm. and, yes. and kind of the, the way that we want to, uh-huh. um, which is what I think you're speaking to about the whitewashing right. of the past. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now, obviously, uh, throwing kids into this conversation really complicate things because you can't just cut things off cold turkey. Right. Um, so if kids are involved, um, how can you stay in communication with your ex while still keeping those feelings in check? 
Um, okay, so you want to make sure that you just take care of business. And if you start to see that you are um, starting to think about or have your mind wander and think about the good times and reminisce, you want to do thought stopping. Uh, in other words, change your thought. Don't let your mind go there. Don't um, allow yourself to start ruminating about all those good times because once you start doing that, you're going to do more and more and more of that. Um, just how, do literally. You, do you yes. have any? Do you have any tips on how you can do that to stop those thoughts from taking place? Yeah, um, thought stopping is where um, you come up with something neutral that has no meaning for you. Um, and generally it's best if you have one same neutral thought so that let's say you start to think, oh, I remember when we took a walk down this park, it was such a great park. As soon as you realize you're having that thought, think of your neutral thought. Now it's gotta be neutral to you. So when I was thought stopping, I used to think about a flag. I don't know why, but that was my neutral thought. Obviously, if you're a veteran, a flag is not gonna be neutral. Mm -hmm. But you think of whatever's neutral to you and just force yourself to think about what that you know item is for you. You your brain cannot um consciously think two things at the same time. So change to your neutral thought. Now, the other thought is likely to happen again. Just keep switching it. Just keep switching it. What you're trying to do is to stop the obsessing and going down that other road. So stay to the practical and don't let yourself go to that other place where you start really um, expanding on the good times. Okay. Now, is there something that your current spouse can do to help if um, if you express to them that, you know, they, you know, they really seem to have gotten their act together. I mean, I'm really surprised. Is there something that your spouse can do? Well, probably most spouses are going to say yes. So, <laughs> or, <laughs> or, you know, uh, maybe get a little jealous or something, but I think, you know, in the most loving, caring way, a spouse can say, you know, what are your feelings about it? My, you know, my hunch is that a lot of times when you can't let go of something or a person, it's not really the person per se. It may be some underlying feelings, um, what that person represents to you. Um, it may even be that it's triggering feelings from the past that has nothing even to do with the particular person. So if the spouse can be really loving and say, okay, look, I get that you know, you shared a life with this person, that there were many memories, but can we talk a little bit about not the person per se, but what feelings it's bringing up for you and maybe get to the root of it that way, that could be a very constructive conversation. Okay. Now that, that kind of a conversation to me seems like, oh, that, that's a conversation that people would have with a professional. Is there, do you have any pieces of advice for somebody who wants to engage in that kind of conversation about asking the other person what do they what do those what feelings are being brought up by interacting with your ex well you're right it is a conversation that most of the time would be with a professional so i think that you know probably for most you know I, it's unfortunate because here i'm the spouse and i'm also the therapist so that's the way my mind runs but um i think probably for most people it would be something like okay, look, I get that there's, you know, some leftover feelings and, you know, I'm, I'm really not a professional. You might want to talk about it, but, you know, maybe it's really not about Susie. Maybe it's really, you know, just some things that um, she represented to you. So, 
you know, think about that, you know, and, and um, if this is something that still bugs you a lot, then, you know, maybe you do need to talk about, um, talk about it with someone. So at least you're not turning your spouse off and saying like, oh, I don't want to talk about this mm -hmm. or, you know, because I think if you do that, you might be on a slippery slope because it's almost like if I say to you, don't think about a pink elephant, Steve, yeah. what, <laughs> you know, you think about the pink elephant. So if I say to you, I don't want to discuss this, you know, this is in our past, your past. I don't want to bring it up and don't ever talk to me about it again. Well, then there's a real good chance that the person is going to think about it some more. So you want to sort of say, look, I get it. And you want to talk about it a little bit and you have a, a bit of a conversation about it. And if you hear that this is something that's really nasty, your mate, then you say, you know, I'm not a professional, but it sounds to me like there's a little bit more to it. And, and you know, maybe you want to talk to somebody professionally about this. Okay. But you don't want to ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. That makes sense. Um, now, what if you, you don't notice that you seem to be projecting feelings, but your spouse does and it's making them uncomfortable? Um, I guess this question could be for both people. Um, how can you express that as the as the new spouse who's feeling uncomfortable, and how can you, I guess, be receptive to that um, observation as the one who is projecting these feelings toward their ex? Okay, so we go back to my usual formula. Okay. You're going to start with a comment that doesn't put your mate on the defensive. So you'd say something like, you know. Maybe I'm being overly sensitive or, you know, I'm sure you didn't even realize this is going on, but I noticed that, you know, when you pick the kids up, you know, when you and uh, Susie exchange the kids, you seem to spend an awful lot of time talking privately for a while um, and laughing and everything. And it feels to me like um, it's a little bit more than just exchanging of the kids and, and, and it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Um, so then that way, again, I haven't put it on you. I've just explained objectively what the behavior is, what I've noticed. And then I let you know, it makes me uncomfortable. You know, could we talk about it a little bit? Or I notice that every time you get off a phone call, um, even though you're talking about the practical issues of, um, you know, the changing of the weekend, uh, visitations, you seem to be really in a funk for the next day. Um, and that makes me wonder if there's some feelings coming up for you. Have you noticed it in your, you know, in yourself? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then, so as the, as the spouse who is, um, getting this information fed to them, how can they effectively be responsive to those observations? Well, hopefully they're not going to be defensive when it's brought up this way. And the nice response, the respectful or the um, non-defensive response would be, I hadn't really noticed. Um, you know, I will try to pay attention or the next time it happens, would you point it out to me at the time? And I will think about this. Okay. Okay. And then uh, lastly here, do you have any tips to keep the past where it belongs even if see things seem to be getting better for your ex, whereas in your current marriage, things are, you know, they're so-so. There's nothing wrong, but they don't seem to be getting better or there's nothing exciting going on. But things really seem to be picking up for your ex. Is there any way to keep um, that stuff separate? So I, 
I guess I'm pointing, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I think it's different than reflecting on the past and, and whitewashing those memories. Well, the first thing that I want to say, I think there's a two-parter, is you don't, nobody ever knows what goes on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So it could look like your mate, your ex is um, doing terrifically, but you don't really know that. So keep that in mind. And the second thing is that if your relationship is so-so, that's where your attention should be going. What can you be doing to make your present relationship better than it is, okay. um, to make it all that it can be. Okay. So really, if you if you notice those types of feelings, what you should really do is just kind of focus on the thing you can control and the thing you do know about, Absolutely. which is your own marriage. Absolutely. Especially if some of the things that are making you upset in your present marriage are similar to what was in the past marriage. Because what's the common denominator? Sure. Okay. So if you see some of the same patterns, it really is time to take a look at that. And as you said, take care of the things you can control as opposed to the things that are not in your life anymore. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where if the grass looks greener in someone else's yard, uh, it's time to start watering your own lawn a little bit. Yeah. You know, I always say, Steve, you, the grass looks greener until you cross over and then there's brown spots there too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, well, this I think this would, should be helpful. This is a pretty short and sweet one this week, Karen, um, but it b- packed a lot of information in a short amount of time. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to this conversation, or are we pretty good here? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. You know, again, um, you know, I think if we overview it real quickly, it's basically if there's old, if there's um, obsessive thoughts that come, stop them. If things keep hanging on, it may very well be because there are issues from the past that are getting represented and you want to look into that. And if you feel that your present marriage is lacking in some way, focus on that. Okay. There you go. You guys, you guys got it from the best. <laughs> uh, and so with that, uh, we will wrap things up. So I want to thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Um, but I, you know, I failed to mention this at the top, but I know you guys are pros. You guys listen to us every week. So I want to thank you in advance. But just in case you're not familiar, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. And some exciting news. Karen has a new radio show called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And what this is, is just in five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it, and how you can resolve it. And uh, this comes out every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in to that. And that is on the Sex Talk Radio Network. And you can also access that from Karen's website, drkarensherman.com. Um, And on the website, you will also find uh, Karen's program, Pillars for Partnership. It is a set of audio and video tools uh, that have been produced by Karen. So be sure to check that out as well. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us on the social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it, we are there. Uh, So let us know what you think. Thank you for the reviews. We love getting those on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, If you like what you're listening to, um, you know, share it with a spouse, share it with a friend. Uh, You you know, one of the one of my favorite comments that we got on iTunes was how they are a newlywed and they weren't 
they appreciated the fact that we weren't trying to save a marriage that has failed or is failing, but that we offer this, you know, these these tips and hints about things that, um, you know, nobody talks about. When you have, for example, this week's uh, uh, um, topic about, you know, you start having these feelings about your ex. Your marriage isn't on the rocks, but that doesn't mean that this might not become an issue. So uh, they appreciated this. So I think it's one of those things that you can share with people to help empower their relationship, as, as Karen likes to do on her new show. So uh, check that out. Um, that is going to do it for us this week. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody. <laughs>